welcome back to Cast Me to Hell with me, Seb. And with me, Robbie. And here we are, back with our must-see horror feature. And this week, we are looking at Death Race 2000 from 1975. Um, <laughs> so I don't even know if this is a horror film. <laughs> like, let's get it out that, there. That's the, that's the main first question. I think... Um, so we have our poster. Yeah, classic and, poster. And uh, we both threw a dart, our classic horror, Jason Voorhees dart, at the board to decide. I think the two options that we ended up with were not the ones that we quite were expecting. Um, they were much more like different than I think we've previously covered. Not that that's a bad thing. We no. want to get out of our comfort zone yeah. um, and take it. But um, although one of them we knew was a classic horror. Definitely. Um, the Birds, which is an upcoming episode. Look yeah. out for it. The Death Race 2000 was one that we were like, is that a horror film? <laughs> yeah. Is that even, like, what? I mean, I know it's got death in the title, but the yeah. second you look it up online, it certainly doesn't sound like a horror film in no. any way. And this is so, I mean, it's a sci-fi dystopian film about, uh, like, a blood a bloodbath car racing that yeah, it's... takes place during the day. It's... It reminds me of something like Soylent Green, you know? Yeah. Where, like, I mean, you could argue that Soylent Green is kind... is more more of a horror film than this. Yeah. I think... I, I can see the inspiration, and you know that there's a lot of dystopian things like 1984 George Orwell and those kind of things that have definitely been taken yeah. from, you know, from... <laughs> from here and put into this film and there are some things where it tries to give like a political message in the film but it's still the only deciding factor I think of thinking like obviously the dystopian and sometimes it can be really grueling and harsh and brutal and you can think right it's a horror film because it's it's more of that like Soil and Greed like you said has more of a a darker tone to it or things like that while still having that kind of dark humour that could be about it this one is pretty much almost is almost satirical yeah. <laughs> at times with the approach that it's kind of uh, taking with the source material. Yeah, it's a very weird film in that aspect. It does have a lot of that seventies dystopian sci-fi vibe that you kind of just summed up. It's well, it's a Roger. It's Roger Corman who is pretty much known for being this kind of. He's a he's kind of like the king of cult kind of thing. He was kind of the first one to make these kind of horror films that were kind of um, alternatives and um, different kind of films that were made on like a low budget but made some money. Yeah. You know, you can almost, you know, nowadays you've got plenty of producers who are now starting again with specifically with horror to try and focus on uh, making lower budget films yeah. and trying to turn them into bigger budget like Bloomhouse. Yeah, does quite, quite a lot of that um, but he's much more but at the same time he also had this kind of um, humour and um, bloodlust almost <laughs> and this kind of um, he kind of liked the kind of the cheesy and the corny yeah um, so he's much more like if you think about say like do you know like trauma films yeah trauma you know like Toxic like Avenger and stuff like yeah. that it's much more kind of in that kind of wheelhouse um, well, it look. I'm, I'm just on his Wikipedia now, looking at the films that he produced or was director of, and he did a. It looks like he in 1955 he makes his debut with Five Guns West, and he, it looks like it starts with uh, 
kind of Western films, which were popular in the fifties. That was the major, yeah, yeah, what made your way in. It starts turning to like more kind of like gangster films with like there's one called uh, Machine Gun Kelly, uh, I Mobster, and then I think we get to House of Usher, The Little Shop of Horrors, The yeah. Pit and the Pendulum, and then it starts to in like the sixties onwards. It when starts that, to really turn to when that horror stuff. hype started to build. Yeah, he definitely lent into that more because obviously he's the he's the creator of the little uh, little shop of horrors. Yeah, not the not the Rick Moranis one, no. but the earlier version of that. And but he'd made a mixture of ones where um, I I I've read about him before. So he'd gone back and forth between he made a lot of those for low budget, which meant that people were like, well, you're making money out of these films, though. Yeah. You're making low-budget films that are making money, and that led to him having production companies and having more will, and then he kind of went away from some of that horror and went more towards, like... Um, I think he went back to some of them, because he made, like, the St. Valentine's Day Massacre, which might sound like an awesome horror film, but, but it's, it's actually uh, based on a... Gangster <laughs> killing. Gangster killing, yeah. an actual true stories and stuff like that. So he started to make more of those, but I think as he went later in life, he went back to the kind of the horror. Yeah. Um... I mean, he did The Fast and the Furious in 1954, so he, he set that up. He did Dementia he gave Vin first. Diesel his chance. Yeah, he gave the little baby Vin Diesel. Yeah, what well, you don't know is Vin Diesel yeah. cameos in that one. Would revive that. With his first word, family. But, yeah, but it looks like he does actually have a lot of stuff. So, obviously, Dementia he made, 13. He made tons, yeah. Francis Ford Capella. Uh, Rollerball. Yeah. Was one that led into this one. Boxcar Bertha with Martin Scorsese. He's uh, also yeah. Grand Theft Auto. That's the other thing about Roger Corman is is he was someone who would tend to give a lot of people their first breaks. Yeah. So there are so many directors that we have because like he uh, because of Martin Scorsese, like you said, Box Bertha, um, Ron Howard got yeah, to make Ron Grand Howard. Theft Auto, not the not based on the game yeah. version, but Grand Theft Auto back in the day. There are there are loads of so Joe many Dad directors, uh, even giving some actors their first breaks, like Robert De Niro and things yeah. like that. So he's kind of led the way for a lot of these actors. Even here, we have uh, Mr. Stallone before Mr. his Stallone. big, before and that, his big role. That's what got me thinking this, right? Because obviously, um, the so the film is kind of about the this dystopian race. I think that there's something there where America has had an economic collapse, and yeah. the world needs like something. To keep people entertained, it's almost like the you know in uh, Gladiator when they bring nobody likes the new emperor played by Joaquin Phoenix, so yeah. he's like bring back the Colosseum because that will keep the people happy. It's yeah. that kind of vibe, um, and we get all these strange races. So there is like um, I'm trying to remember they make who a, they are, yeah, but there is they make uh, up the majority. Well, well, there's the races and the races. Yeah, Frankenstein, Frankenstein David Carradine, who is how you have to start dressing like <laughs> weird Gibson. <laughs> Frankenstein is almost like well, uh, Frankenstein. Well, this is before Star Wars, and yet it looks a bit like Vader. <laughs> it looks a little. It looks yeah. like he's like a partial Vader. I thought it? it was like a gimp out. Yeah. I, well, yeah, it's kind of a gimp outfit at the same time. It's yeah. like his gimpy little outfit, but then, yeah. But I was kind of looking at it going, is this like Vader? Like, they've they've taken off of the hype of Star Wars, but then I was like, oh, actually, I think... Yeah. Unless I'm incorrect, this is after this is after uh, New Hope. <laughs> yeah. But then, and then you have Sly Stallone as Machine Gun Joe Viterbo, who's like a Chicago 
tough guy gangster uh, who's great. Yeah, you have uh, Calamity Jane, who's like this cowgirl. Matilla the Hun, who's like a neo-Nazi, <laughs> which is mental because. You oh, get yeah, the two the two Nazis is like the two strong. Nazis are great. Well, I think that's which also... is the only time you could probably say, "Ah, oh, I really like those Nazis." I think <laughs> that's part of the thing, though. It is a world where, as if the as if the communists or the Nazis had had, had succeeded in some way. I think that's part of what well, built the Americas. I think. But they, I don't know. They kind of because there's they like, make it sound like a cross culture of different places. And yeah, stuff like that. well, they're allowing like Nazi flags, Joe, in this race because they're, they're cheering on Matilda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's a um, uh, Nero the hero, like a Roman gladiator. But even like America has a new flag. Oh yeah, is, like, Nero the hero. Fist. He's played by the guy out of um, Karate Kid. Yeah. I know, um, I'm blanking on his name, but yeah, um, I can, yeah, I can't remember his name as he, well. He's not around for long, to be fair. Uh, Martin <laughs> Cove. That's Mark Cope, that's one, yeah. I, I was going there, and I'm like, ah, correct. Yeah, kid. and this is the, the, weird, the, the weirdest <laughs> thing that I thought about was, um, I thought about Sly Stone in this film, right? Where yeah. this is obviously probably pre-Rocky, or maybe not this the is, year before. This is the year like before Rocky, yeah. And Rocky obviously launched him to this massive success. Yeah. The same with like with Arnie, you know, during the eighties and the nineties, Arnie and Sly were like untouchable. Yeah, yeah. and. It made me think of, at the moment, you know you've got The Rock, you've got Vin Diesel, and you've got Jason Statham. Yeah. And all of them are big, like big action stars. And all of their contracts say, like, we can't be seen to lose a fight, you know? Oh, like, yeah, that's yeah, why in the yeah, Fast yeah, films, yeah. it's really shit, because, like, they won't allow each other to Yeah, lose. it has to be a draw. It has to be a draw. Or, uh, they yeah. both can't be like, no, I'm not going to be, I can't be beaten. Yeah. And it's really shit kind of like plot armour and contract thing that they yeah. have. And watching Sly Stone in this film, where he's like this asshole, like, woman-beating, like, horrid, <laughs> like, prick, who's jealous, yeah. and who's, like, swearing all the time. It made me think, like, how much fun could you have, like, if you were just, as an actor, allow yourself to, like, lean into these roles? Because he's, like... A Jay, he's good at this film. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, oh. no, he's he is chew, like he's chewing the scenery like yeah. fucking crazy. But he's he's all in for this exactly. role. And it, cause, like one of the things that I do kind of like about the film, um, I feel it feels strange talking about this film on a horror podcast and in the must see horror because it clearly is a must see horror. But um, <laughs> I will ruin that for us all now, <laughs> unless you have a controversial opinion. Um, I, we will come back to that. Yeah, so we'll, we'll build to that you suspense. Will. But it, but like the campiness of it and the yeah. fact that everybody leads into it so much is really fun about the film. Like yeah. when I watched it, there were points where I was laughing, legit laughing out loud. Like there's this uh, there's this other guy, uh, one of the main characters, uh, Junior Bruce, yeah. who is like this. He, I had proper U tree vibes from him. He's like this, like seventies, like TV host. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's yeah, the guy that's so always weird. walking up, going like, "What are you gonna do tonight, guys?" Yeah, he's like, "Oh, <laughs> we're interviewing like the wife of the, the first person killed in the race." Yeah, they're all proper. All of the presenters are properly like, "My good friend, my good this friend. guy." And they're just like, "Fuck you." <laughs> and I love, yeah, I love that it kind of not only is it, yeah, again, like the, it's the characters leaning into it, but it's that whole thing of like. You're on TV. Smile. This is like dystopian. Like you have to be yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, my husband just got like mowed down on live TV. Oh, I love it. I win yeah. a car. You know that, that scene. That, that yeah, that scene was great. When it's literally the, the uh, 
Because that's like one of the people in the competition that Frankenstein just decides to just mow down because it's like, yeah, fuck it, I'm tired of hearing you talk. Kind I of think, no, oh, the, no, no, that that's was later. The, no, that's later. It's the, uh, it's the construction worker the who first, gets yeah. mowed down. Yeah, the first guy to get taken out and I was, by um, Stallone. By character. Stallone. And I, yeah. was te- I was like, um, I was telling uh, Anna about it because I had, I'd never seen the film before. It does have a remake by... I've seen, I've seen the remake. I saw the remake in the cinema. In the cinema, yeah. enjoyable. I did, back in, what, 2008 or something? Yeah. This, they're very different films. I imagine so. I think Paul W.S. Anderson said his is actually meant to be less a remake and more of a prequel to this film, but uh, the tones yeah. do not match at yeah. all. <laughs> but it's like... Um, How Jason Statham became Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. But they, they talk about, like, this... So the race across America isn't just about... Like getting to the points and like accumulating points on the way. Yeah. And I love that they talk like, for a, I think it's for like a, for a man it's ten points, for a woman it's twenty points, for a teenager it's like twenty five, for a baby it's forty. Yeah. And this year for old people or people over like seventy five it's eighty points. Yeah. And I love that like they're just driving and then sliced alone's like. I'm just going to mow this guy down. And he just mows this construction worker down. And I think you watched this before me yeah. um, a couple of days and you messaged me like, it is pretty gory. And it does have these moments where it's not like video nasty levels of gore. No. And maybe this is why people think, oh, it, it's on the horror side. Because like some of the killings are relatively yeah, violent. That's, that's what, that is one thing. It does, this is the one thing that holds it for being horror is that it's it is pretty graphic in some scenes like you see body parts flung about and you see blood splattering yeah and, you know there, there is a certain uh, and, and I was like oh actually this is quite good like that first guy so we just mentioned as Stice Stallone comes along and his car has machine guns on it and it has and giant knives, yeah. it has giant like yeah um, swords like hanging out yeah. the front doesn't it like um, sticking out the front of it kind of thing and the guy kind of gets edged by I think I think it's implied because you because the effects at the time you can't quite show it directly but I think it's implied that the sword gets him kind of thing because yeah. it basically tears his like legs and then he gets smashed across the car kind yeah. of thing um, yeah so but that's pretty like you get to see the, like a leg fly and you get to see his blood splatter and yeah it's, it's, pretty it's, pretty it's fairly graphic the uh, you know the 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 best is the old people's all being wheeled outside by the hospital, and they're like it's euthanasia day. Yeah, and I it's love so that surreal. Too. It's amazing. I but, genuinely was cackling. I yeah, I know. Literally, all of the all of the nurses taking them outside. But then it's also that it's the fact that what actually makes you love the Frankenstein character is the fact that even though he has these easy targets, he doesn't go. He doesn't go for those. He decides. <laughs> He decides to go around and get the nurses that are all waiting yeah. on the side instead to take them out because he's kind of a bit like fuck this system. Like I don't yeah. want you to make it easy for me. Almost, um, you know, with such a person, it was so fun. This, this is a fun. This is a fun. Film. Oh yeah, it's a fu- it's um, a fun film. It's not a lot. I, film. I enjoyed it. It's like 80, 80 minutes. minutes isn't yeah, it? yeah. I, I enjoyed this way more than I was expecting when I first like read about. It. I was like, yeah, oh, this, this could be, but there is definitely. I see why this is a cult film. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it's. It is just like I mean, one as I said, it's quick and fast. Um, the race scenes, there is enough of that gore that you really enjoy it, but there's also that kind of uh, political satire actually works quite well in some. Scenes. I think like it works, that with yeah. the old people getting rid of those and some of the bits with like the Nazi and stuff like that are quite 
quite quite funny. Yeah, there it, are a few bits that don't work as well. Yeah, I don't think it like talking about the political themes and stuff like that. I think it's it dips its toe in it enough that it's kind of funny, and it's. It, it's like oh yeah yeah I could pick up on that I can I can get it but I don't think it ever it's to the point where it's deep or it's philosophical I don't think it's one of those films where like it leads into it too much it like it, it the film is trying to say a message and it's kind of a bit messy in what it's yeah. trying to say but it's kind of been like this is a film about this and then you're like could you go into it a bit more it's like nah it doesn't yeah no <laughs> that, that's the thing it, it, it's like an idea um and i think similar to as i mentioned before there's another one rollerball which has yeah. a similar thing where they go into a deaf sport inside of that um some people might not really know that one that well uh there was a remake with uh what's his name uh, american pie chris klein yes where he and uh, i think ll cool j did a remake of it i think where they took away most of the gore and the satire and just yeah kind of like, we're just movie. guys with spiky balls <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um when chris klein before they i think before when it was the hype of american pie and all those actors got roles and then they kind of start to realise that although he's a lovely guy, Chris guy, Chris Glenn is wooden as a as a post. You well, know, they, they kind of <laughs> like yeah. I remember Stifler basically just had roles in everything as Stifler. But it was when you were like when you were young, it was great seeing him in like Evolution. Seeing yeah, him yeah, in, yeah. There was another big film that seeing him in uh, Final Destination that we covered. Go check it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he was, was in a bunch of, he's in one, he was in the ones with the rock and stuff like that. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to the like jungle. All those kind yeah. of things. Yeah. He was pretty consistent. He was probably the strongest of the bunch, though, to be honest. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, going away from American Pie's cast. You know, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Uh, the, so, the, yeah, the other ones that made like social satire like that. But I don't think, I think quite often it was just trying to build on the idea that we're just trying to make a film out of like like a concept more than they actually built That's into it. it. Like the writers said that a lot of these things were normally done quite quickly and the turnaround was quite fast and even the director of this film, Roger Corman wasn't the director, he's the producer yeah. of the film. The director of the film said that the film actually went a lot more into the humour and the political satire side Yeah. and then Roger Corman came in as the producer and basically went, yeah, nah, like, let's add some blood, let's add some yeah. gore and he's the one that added really the horror elements back into it. Um, so a lot, and that is why tonally it's a bit off at times. Yeah. Because there are some scenes that seem to be playing it a bit more serious. Like you have the, um, you have the rebels, with the old lady. Yeah, and, uh, which is kind of. And those are kind of the scenes. I'd say the only scenes that kind of make the film dip a bit. If it had just led into the the humor of the race and yeah, and I didn't even the bits when the races aren't on the course are actually quite like odd and weird exploitation and oh yeah there's... really weird like we're, like they they seem to be naked most of the scenes that they're not racing yeah <laughs> um, it is kind of like the it's very weird because there's the, they will have like stops after, once they've gone through like five or six states maybe yeah and it's like which it's, doesn't feel like five or six states it doesn't feel like because that should take it should feel like hours and it, it, it should it feels but. like we only see a race for like about a couple of minutes and then it's like uh, now in the bathhouse now it's time for a bathhouse with all the women must have every body part exposed yeah. which 
is like cool, you know. <laughs> it's kind of, but it's like it's completely of the time. People were basically coming out. I feel like Roger Corman basically knew what at that point in time what people want was. They wanted blood, tits, and gore, yeah. <laughs> like or just action. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but it's weird because there's like you know, um, it, it, it's just strange. Like Frankenstein has this new navigator, and Frankenstein is supposed to be like horrendously deformed and like more machine than bad that's yeah. the whole story but we, it's not he's just like a dude he just looks like a dude even when he takes his clothes off apart from like I think he keeps one glove on his hand again I'm saying George Lucas ripped off Maybe, his belt, yeah. but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, he's like literally there like basically like you don't look like anything they just basically use this plot point of basically uh, technology has come along enough that we can we can do this and I, yeah. I, I can still look like a normal person even though my car's all of the cars in this film look like I put cardboard boxes around the sides <laughs> yeah. of some of these cars. <laughs> not all of them, but some of them look like they've been like, you'd be like, well, that's obviously like a set, like yeah. prop on top of a, a, a car that you put around it. <laughs> it's really weird though, because like Frankenstein in one of the scenes, he's talking about himself and it's really serious. He's almost like a superhero. Yeah. And he's like, talk- and then he's talking about like fucking. And he's like, like, he is the leader, like he is the like I am the only thing holding this generation together kind of thing yeah. I am they need me they have to keep me and then it's like now go to the fuck <laughs> yeah he just like has he has this like nav- so they have like navigators who help them like find their way yeah. the, the shortest routes and stuff like that and then it's just his is, that they and his is the well. granddaughter of the leader of the rebellion yeah. so a, she's there which again that gets really like, it's really because she's basically just there willing to do whatever to to like make him believe that she's with him, even though you feel the whole time that Frankenstein basically is onto her one step ahead. Away. So yeah, straight away, and yeah. it's really and that. But whole she, plot. even when she knows that he knows, it's like, but I'll still do that. Let's do the fuck. Yeah, I'll fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> like she doesn't seem that bothered by. Like she seems like she actually wants. I think actually, to be fair, it, it, it gives the idea that once she gets to know him, she actually kind of falls for him or gets yeah. drawn in by his masculinity or masculinity yeah I will point out when you've got like Sylvester Stallone who became like the biggest like apart from Arnold the biggest star of the 90s in action films David Carradine just doesn't seem like your go-to action lead actor star and he's like your main star in this Frankenstein yeah it's David Carradine. He's quite like a skinny man in a Gibson. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> he just doesn't, him. like, when you look up to him and you, and you see a point, like, there's the point when he, like, fights Sylvester Stallone. And, and you're batters like, him. You're like, Sylvester, you should be, you should be battering this guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, look at him. Like, him. <laughs> I, I ain't got much on me and I was looking at David Carradine. But because David Carradine was in, I think it was called Kung Fu, like a TV series. Yeah, ah, so he knows and, Kung Fu. Uh, yeah, he knows Kung Fu. And this is the time, but this was also the time when, uh, obviously, when, you know, you you had cinemas, but TV was the big thing. Yeah, obviously, like it was still the big in the sixties and seventies, especially like seventies is when majority of people now all had TVs. So they're like TV was almost as big. So the TV stars could also be like the kind of like now where actors are starting to be TVs. Yeah, in reverse. Back then, you'd almost say that more people were probably starting to watch TV and being like a little bit like, oh, we don't actually need to go to the cinema as much because we've got a TV at home now. Yeah. Um, so David Carradine and Kung Fu was like one of the biggest shows ever. Is this like white guy who's the Kung Fu? So, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so he got to he got to be that, even though I know he wasn't the original choice. Peter Fonda, who was a very big actor at that time as well, more film based. Yeah, he was the original one offered and just said, "This script is ridiculous. Could no, he, I'm not doing this." Could he take Sylvester Stallone though? Like, <laughs> no, he was no. basically the same body type as ah. David Carradine. Ah. <laughs> so they, at no point did they did they, did they go. 
like, ah, should we get this big muscular guy to be Frankenstein? Like, no. I guess the idea was Sylvester Stallone's meant to be muscle and no brain. Yeah. David Carradine's meant to be like... A gimp. He's like <laughs> a gimp. But he's meant to be the intelligence. Like, ah, he's yeah. always thinking out the strategy. Whereas Stallone, half the time, like... His, his partner, his girlfriend, his wife, whatever the hell she's meant to be, the yeah. big titted one who's constantly yeah. just basically showing me her tits. <laughs> That's at. basically all it um, is. Or, or as a beating bag for Sylvester Sloan, basically. Like, she's the one half the time that gives him good ideas. Sylvester yeah. Sloan, most of the time, they're just like, That's a, I, I've just had a great idea. <laughs> yeah, I love and it's that like, so much. Beat you, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I love it so much. He comes up with something, he's like, Ah, what are you talking about? Why do we do this? It just says the idea. same thing. It's and, then he, and then he basically almost punches, <laughs> punches her. Punches like, her. Why, like, why I order? Yeah, it's, it's so funny. Classic why. It's so order. funny. Um, but yeah, no. There is so one thing he I is, love. He's a great part. Of this and we we spoke about the uh, <clears throat> the rebellion and like the re- the rebels are trying to stop the show and kidnap Frankenstein. Yeah. But they're also trying to take out the other races and like this film feels like it's like an adult version of Looney Tunes or like wacky races (laughs) because there's this moment where um, I think yeah Matilda the Nazi is like racing off against Calamity Jane and she's like ahead of her and um, (laughs) and Calamity Jane's like oh I'm not going to let it stand I need to beat her so they're they're racing and they're they're kind of like driving along this cliff and the rebellion set up this fake tunnel (laughs) (laughs) over the edge of a cliff (laughs) and Matilda's like ah I'm going to take the tunnel and just drives off the cliff and dies yeah I was going to say because it it has the scenes where you get to literally see the guys coming in like yeah, <laughs> sign this way. Yeah, like diver- Like there's literally like a diversion side, like or, yeah. or go this way side or things like that. Like where they're literally like, oh, okay, I will go this way then. It's, <laughs> it's so like funny. that. Like I think Frankenstein's the only one that's like, nope, yeah, like, straight through it. The rest of them are like, okay, I'm gonna, gonna turn this way off the cliff, <laughs> and then she just dies. It's as if, and, it, and it's even more ridiculous because if you watch the, the scene, I know, it, it, like because they make it quick shot, it makes it look really fast yeah but all I was thinking while I was watching the scenes like you were literally just ru- you were driving al- alongside a cliff the in yeah. the- alongside the edge of a cliff for most of this you can see there's an edge of the cliff there why do you think suddenly yeah. it's not going to be the edge <laughs> of a cliff no, I love that and it's weird like there's a so there's a scene that's how the Nazis die isn't that's it? how the Nazis die <laughs> Nero the hero drives over uh a set up baby which turns out to be a bomb <laughs> oh it's they kill um, I, I love the scene actually the Nazis kill her navigator yeah they just drive just over him. He, it's because he's on the edge of the road and he's like literally sticking out and you're just there and I actually loved that shot actually, oh, yeah. because you're literally seeing the car get closer and closer and you're just like no you've not noticed yet no you're still not uh, Clammy Jane you're not going to have a look like they're literally they're coming yeah they're coming, <laughs> they're coming and you're there like they're going to drive over him. They're going to drive over him. They're either going to do that or do some, or they're going to smash into the car or something. You're like, no, <laughs> no, and it's just like calamity, Jane. Like I could have sworn she even like looks like, like looking about a bit, but it's just yeah. like, boom, and he's gone. <laughs> and, she, and, she's and she's just, just like, like that bitch. That bitch trying to get him leaves his body there. Yeah. Oh yeah. She drives over the body to oh, keep going. It's so funny. <laughs> and there's there was another great kill where. Um, these members of the rebellion are they're setting up some kind of trap for someone i can't remember who it is um and they all get down this manhole yeah and then like for some reason they don't let one of their mates up so he gets run over oh yeah yeah, yeah and then yeah. they and then like one of them opens up to look at what happened 
and she like runs up, somebody drives over the man cover and like splats his head in oh, between yeah, the man badass. cover and the yeah, paper. That was one that of the was awesome. ones when they're all like, yeah, when they're trying to get down and he's stuck, yeah. Yeah, that was awesome when they, uh, one goes, and again, again, it was, again, quite a nice shot, the fact that they had, because the one guy gets hit and then the other guys pop back up and you can just see from behind them, you can see, I think it's Stallone's one that goes over the man cover. I, I think, think it is. I think Frankenstein's the one that takes out the first guy, I think, and then Stallone takes out the next one by, like, bump. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's what happens. Um. That, that's the thing I've got to be honest the the extra gore does make it more enjoyable oh yeah much more um, but it is it is that line between when you're saying like when is a film a horror film and when is a film a sci-fi that just happens yeah. to have blood and gore and yes some people might say well it's a sci-fi horror then and it's like well it's not really because I can't say that anything in here leads to it being um, scary or no. necessarily horrific. And if anything, the horror is played up almost as comedy. Yeah. It almost feels like sci-fi. So um, it's a weird thing to say, cause, but it's it quite often, you know, sci- not all sci-fi has blood and gore, but when it does, but are we going to start saying that every time we have a sci-fi film that it's a horror, horror film? film. And it's muddy, isn't it? You know, sci-fi horror. You know, we're talking about Alien or something like that. Then yeah, that's that's horror because it's more horror in a sci-fi setting. Yeah. Um, but I think horror needs to have a certain level of not just gore is not the thing that defines a horror film because no, of course a comedy can have some gore in it. You know what I mean? They can have disgusting things that happen and because this is played up so much like that. And because I mentioned earlier about Roger Corman almost went back and added in the gore. Yeah. A lot of the gore later that makes it feel like it was never intended to be a horror film anyway so just because it has death race like you yeah. know what I mean death in the title makes you think that it's horror but um, I mean there's no there's no tension there's no uh, creepy atmosphere there's kind of nothing about it that's horror That I was thinking it could potentially have some horror when Frankenstein is first introduced because so that scene I wouldn't say it's creepy but it's weird. We yeah. kind of, it's kind of from his point of view as we see people like huddling around him and doctors, and it's kind of like, oh, could this be like a creepy, weird character that has some horror elements? And then it's like, oh no, it's just like a guy in a gimp suit, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, that's horrific in its own way. It is way. horrific in its own way. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I do think I think the only one element I do like we can say death like is is horror is the is well the death basically the death parts of it and but the fact they add on gore to the death yeah um but i don't think it's enough to justify it being called a horror film no of course not. um and i don't think it's got enough of the other elements you need um all kind of you need several elements to make a horror film i think yeah of course and this is this is an action film i think action film first and foremost sci-fi slightly dystopian yeah. but doesn't always fully like no. use it it kind of just uses it as a plot device more than it actually trying to be a science fiction full story you know what i mean yeah like it there are some stuff that it it does lead into sci-fi like we've mentioned uh it talks about we like we've got this new flag of america yeah like they say that no holds barred is the american like the new american way yeah um, the president himself like when we see him on TV, he's like this enigmatic figure who only goes by the president, and he's on some like weird 
island retreat and it kind of has that feeling almost like I don't know if you, it's do you more remember? dictatorship as well yeah. isn't it it's not it's not really a democracy anymore no, it feels like a dictatorship yeah the way that he appears the way that he's public but when he does appear you can tell that basically even then the death race is still rigged anyway yeah it's still they they still expect Frankenstein to win because Frankenstein is the biggest star well the other ones are expendable well that's the thing Frankenstein is like not the same guy you know, it's yeah. He that's why he's in the costume, isn't it? They can replace yeah. him, yeah, because it's like a replaceable figure. You know, he's like a figurehead of the death race. So yeah. he's always got to win. It's this version of him who is a bit more on the rebellious side, possibly than prior versions were. Who's a little bit more kind of like a fuck you to all this kind of shit. You've like destroyed my body. Yeah, you've destroyed me. Um, I can still do the fuck, but <laughs> apart from that, like uh, none of this makes sense and. I kind of agree with my navigator, but there's a lot of that with the, it almost makes me think like, you know, the whole idea of the death race is also used as a whole, you know, um, to lower the population and things like that across America and things like that, which it just doesn't feel like this is like, that's the only thing. Like, again, this is why it feels more like a plot device and less like a full thought out idea yeah. um, because it has stuff like the fact that if this is meant to be there's got to be better ways of lowering the population than just want anyone who's near a road yeah <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. like, it doesn't feel like they're going to kill enough people to make it actually feel like a proper culling of the yeah. population it's more just like random birds like a random guy that's fishing like I love you for, I, yeah. love, I love you to um, Stallone's character he's like I love you he's like yeah well I'm going to kill I'm you gonna kill him. Yeah. I'm going to mow you down <laughs> like running after him like it just doesn't feel like it's um a great idea it makes you think that this is almost like like it's like this one time a year so kind of like the purge yeah except the purge is more effective in killing people than yeah. this is you know what I mean the purge is a more terrifying idea because half the time it's just like right so I'm in my house I'm safe from death race <laughs> yeah yeah I mean uh, I'm in higher ground I'm safe from the death race yeah I mean anything that isn't near a road a path or a field you're fine I'm fine I'm <laughs> yeah. absolutely fine so basically just everyone so half the time when you look at some of these people you're like well this seems to be a global thing and you're also, like the, that guy like fishing like you're a fan of him and he's just like well I'm I'm not on the maybe it's because he wasn't on the track like yeah. they know where because the, there's a set course really isn't there because yeah. the Stallone character's like I'm off the fucking trap <laughs> like you bitch you sent me the wrong way even though I'm pretty sure it was Stallone's idea to go a certain way yeah I'm sure it always is <clears throat> or he got, tricked, he got tricked by Frankenstein but still he's like proper pissed off so he's beating on his woman um, yeah. but, um, but even then you're just like like to all these people like anyone who's out there just like why are you out here apart from the old people that were whisked out on there yeah. against their agreement uh, everyone else you're just like why are you anywhere near here yeah. the, the, that's why most of the deaths end up being made by rebels most of the deaths yeah. are rebels because everyone else is like well you're not dumb enough to be on the streets so therefore you're not going to make much of a difference to the population yeah. of this country because <laughs> yeah. it's like what did the population go down by only random people that were near the roadside yeah, so yeah. Like, we killed about 100 people yeah okay well we've got about mm, <laughs> yeah this many million people yeah we have about 400 million people so uh, we haven't really done a good job of our culling <laughs> <clears throat> yes it like it does seem like that part is like a an excuse for them just wanting to retain power and keeping fear in people and stuff like that. Yeah. But again, it's not... That's the thing. Like, say, like, with The Purge, um, or even something smaller. Like, you could even say, like, even the fear that you're having something smaller, like... Um, 
Hunger Games or Battle Royale or things yeah. like that where it's not quite the same but the tension and suspense is there when they are in those situations yeah. you don't have that here whenever it, someone dies it does literally feel like you've got the fangirl that goes to Frankenstein yeah. and sacrifices herself kind of for it and like you just watch that scene going well, what the fuck was that? yeah it's so really weird <laughs> like they're all like like yeah like he's this martyr and things like that and you must sacrifice yourself for him and even Frankenstein's like what the fuck is, why yeah <laughs> it's, it's really like weird. it's because they love me <laughs> it's like yeah. okay um, yeah it's just not conducive to that idea in that way um, the, there are so many like like again like we said that this this is a fun film it has the racing there is actually there's one thing I absolutely love about this for time for the for the time is the fact that we get like the drawn backgrounds oh yeah where you've got like the big cityscape yeah so like they're they're on like obviously like what looks like a NASCAR race track and then behind it they've added in the image of like this giant like futuristic city landscape yeah. but it's all like hands drawn it's, it's quite cool isn't it uh, I kind of I, I liked that kind of throwback of like you know that that's a real because they could they could do it better than that in the 70s but this is obviously showing the level of budget that they're doing yeah, yeah. I mean it wasn't a big budget like, was it well no because that and the cars don't exactly look great like Stallone's like parts don't exactly look like no. they're like and um, all of the you know has some, someone's got what is it Franken yeah Frankenstein is probably actually the most obvious where it's like it's got such major parts of it but it all looks like it's like plastic or card or stuff like yeah. that where they made it look like a kind of well like a greenish almost lizard like kind of well, yeah it's like it. a weird lizard isn't it yeah they, Which, I don't know why because his name's Frankenstein yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean like, all I could do is like green Frankenstein but I was also like yeah that's a bit of a stretch <laughs> and then there's the there's the, the the nerds going and he's not even named correctly because he's not even Frankenstein it's Frankenstein's <laughs> monster. monster yeah <laughs> you goddamn nerd <laughs> yeah um, yeah no those parts are it but obviously we're here to say must see horror and this yeah. is what we've been talking about the, the reason to be honest there's not too much that we can go into on this film and this is why it's quite nice that we get to choose these ones because occasionally we're going to get thrown left you know, yeah. kind of thrown off course, kind of here, and this one definitely to sit with the the driving and that we are off of we are off course. We have been driving yeah. away. Um, this wasn't one we expected. When I look, I didn't even notice this one on the poster before you hit that it. To be it. honest, <laughs> um, so w- we were surprised to come into this and be like, "Oh, is this a horror?" And if you look online, for a lot of people, and there's some people out there who might be disagreeing with us, and if so, Screw at CMTH, yeah, at CMTH podcast get in touch with us and tell us Rob's looking at me I just stole his job yes you did I was struggling <laughs> he's the one that was, but anyway that, that you'll get to do your proper plug in a moment <laughs> but, but I'll uh, try to find the, the social media that we carry on but yeah some people will be thinking oh, but this is a horror film because it's a classic or Roger Corman made it or but I just don't think there's enough here to justify it and this is why um, it definitely would fall into the it's not a must horror because it's not a horror yeah I'm not saying you shouldn't check this film out. I think you'll have a lot of fun if you do check this film out. Um, I definitely enjoyed it more than I expected to. Um, I thought it was a fun... And it's a quick 80 minutes, so it's not taking up a lot of your time. But it's a nice throwback. It's kind of interesting seeing Sylvester Stallone at his um, very... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. He was always He's always been scenery chewing. But it's interesting because... It was actually when he was a little bit like he did the first Rocky and he was trying to be a bit more serious. And this is just before that where he was being the ultimate unserious character, you know. um, But he's also interested, like you said before, about that he's leading in. He seems to be enjoying it. 
he seems like he's fully leaning into this whole like asshole Italian kind of stereotypical kind of beating his woman kind of like they're just leaning into all the stereotypes for this muscle bound like behemoth of a guy basically um, and just making him like the all American Italian kind of asshole um but yeah, it, it's really hard to justify this would make it onto any must-see horror list because it, I just don't think it justifies being a horror film. Have you got any social media, any yes. people that said anything about the film? Yeah, so we, we had one over at um, Twitter, at CMTH Podcast, um, and it was Moments in Time and Space Podcast. Um, they said, this is a personal favourite of mine, and I've watched it a dozen times as well as I own it on Blu-ray. It is more of a dystopian sci-fi film. It also has elements of action, romance, drama, social commentary. It would not be for everyone, but this film is so bad it is good. And I would kind of, I kind of agree with that. Like, yeah. this is not a must-see horror film. <laughs> this is not even a horror film. No, but it's a, it's a fun, cult action slash sci-fi. It's a B movie. It's a B movie. It's a fully into the B movie. Yes, yeah. like I. It's and it's short enough that you'll watch it, you'll enjoy it. Yeah. And if it was like a longer film, it would be it would feel oh, far yeah. too long. If you added half an hour onto this film trying to go more into the dystopian stuff and stuff like that, this this would be Probably a terrible film. Yeah. <laughs> it, but it, for what it is, it's a fun film. It yeah. feels weird to have covered it on this podcast because it's like it's so clearly not a horror movie <laughs> that somebody they must have been doing that poster had ninety nine films and they were like, What's a horror film? Like yeah, we need one just more. Just googled like uh, words like horror, somebody, no, somebody, death. Oh, death. Oh, yeah, somebody must have just put death <laughs> into Google. I know death races. Yeah, that's a horror film. Put yeah. it on there because it's not at all. Like it's not any slight elements. No, but it's fun. You know, it is. It's a it's a fun film. Um, for for you like horror fans and stuff like that who do want there is enough gore that you'll be like, oh yeah, this is kind of filling my quota for a bit of blood yeah. and a bit of gore. And a bit of like, if you've got a dark sense of humour, it's got some proper dark yeah. funny scenes we've mentioned, like being elderly and stuff like that. Like the the coming after the kids and stuff like that in some ways, and it, it's it has some moments that are a bit like, oh okay, like it pushes some boundaries as well, and it has that nice um, <clears throat> the dystopian, but it has those nice like the rich, and therefore you've got the 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 uh, the people in the publicity who are really like basically like. They just lo- they just act like they love anything to do with them because it's yeah. almost out of fear that they are. So they're just like everyone's my friend. You're you're amazing, but anyone that goes against you, you are wrong. You are lying. You are. Yeah. So it's got all those classic dystopian kind of traits that are used, but it's not overused. And as I said earlier about the director saying, I think there was more of that stuff, and that Roger Corman cut it down. I actually think in this case that Roger Corman was probably right to do what he did because yeah. if we'd had more of that stuff. I think the rebellion stuff it would that's the bit that kind of brings down the film at times yeah, and it definitely. is more of a case of the add of the blood and the add of the kind of more leaning into some of the the, the humour and stuff like that at times I think actually makes this fun Yeah, and I, I think you easily could have pushed it away this is just one of those throwaway films it's not one that would make any hundred greatest film list no, of any kind not, um, I don't even know if it would be in the hundred greatest B movies you know <laughs> what I mean but um, it, it's a fun time and uh, but it's it's one hundred percent and it's I think what is this? This is the second. This is my second to not make it onto Masiara. I think this is my first. I think this is your first. Yeah, this is the first one that has been. 
evicted. There's that has I, no shoes. Event Horizon, I put. Event, not. You said no. I said yeah. Yeah, but, but you were, no. we were close. We were close. You <laughs> you, know. We were back and forth on it, but I, I was definitely. I think I decided yeah. that it's not top one hundred. Yeah. And this one, but that one was like it wasn't top one hundred, but it might nearly be. Okay. But I wouldn't put it in my top one hundred mostly horrors. Whereas this one's not even near it because it should be on this list. <laughs> I put I I allowed entry to Event Horizon, you know, but you seeing entry. yeah, I allowed entry <laughs> to the club. <laughs> but see, I'm like the bouncer, like letting things in. But Death Race Two Thousand. That just went all dirty in my mind, and yeah. then it reminded me of uh, the way that, that David Carradine died. Yeah. <laughs> I will say yeah. his odd closet. <laughs> yeah, his odd closet. I will say Dave. Well, I will say David Carradine, Death Race Two Thousand. Not tonight, mate. You've had, you've had too much. You're wearing you're wearing Reeboks trying to get into the club. You're, no, go take go elsewhere, mate. You were denied entry. Oddly enough, that's exactly how I would expect Frankenstein to die. Though. Yeah, probably <laughs> in that gimp suit. In that gimp suit. Well, I guess that sums up. So, as always, we we hope you've enjoyed this uh, this episode. It it wasn't it wasn't a horror film, but we had fun with it. Uh, come and let us know your thoughts on Death Race, and if you actually think it is horror and must see horror, over on Instagram and uh, Twitter at CMTH Podcast. Please remember to hit the subscribe button and uh, leave us a lovely review. We will see you next week with another must see horror. And uh, take care and goodbye.